You ready for the word? Amen. Me too. So we're going to go, we're in Ephesians, how to live an effective Christian life. And I titled it today, I Need a Hero. I need a hero. How many of you are willing to be a hero? We need some heroes again for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need some Davids. We need some Daniels. Amen. We need some Moses. We need a hero. Amen. So stand with me and we're going to read. And you're going to say, uh oh, because it's going to get messy. Ephesians chapter 6, 1 through 4. Children and parents. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Your Heavenly Father, as we dissect your word today, I pray that it be transformational for all of us. That, Lord, most of all, that we would honor you, our Heavenly Father. Lord, that we would bless you, we would honor you, we would glorify your name, we would be obedient to you, Lord. And I pray that, Lord, we would pattern our lives after this word today, Father God, so that we can be in line with your word, that your kingdom would come to us and it would be done in our lives, Father. We give you praise, and we thank you for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. How many of you have children today? Huh? A lot of you. But I'm sure of one thing. I'm very sure of this. I know this without a shadow of a doubt. We are all somebody's children. <laughs> amen. I can say that with confidence. We are all somebody's children. And that's God's design, amen? And I know this. Only women can have children. Amen. amen. But they need the seed of the man to have that child. <laughs> I got one guy. <laughs> and we are all made in the image of God. So as it was in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve, so it is today. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So we're created to reign over the earth. Amen? That's what God has created us for. So, and God has a perfect design for believers. How many of you know his way is the right way? Amen. His way is the right way. He has a perfect design. And verse 1 that we read today is based on being a believer. How many children we have in the house today? You all should be raising your hand right now because you're all... <laughs> I mean, I might be an orphan, but, uh, you know... So back in verse 1, children, obey your parents because, everybody say because, you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. We're on that next slide, Ella. Because you belong to the Lord, you should obey your parents. 
No kid said amen. Come on now. <laughs> well, I mean a big kid, but <laughs> your mom was out in the nursery, I think. So, But, you know, when we're kids, we don't always see things correctly. We don't. We see through our short life experiences. We don't see it through the eyes of a 62-year-old man who has done a lot and has seen a lot in his life. And I've learned a few things along the way. You know, my dad was right when he told me, don't smoke when I was little, even though he smoked. See, he was right in that he told me not to smoke because he knew what it was doing to him. And he didn't want to see that in his kids. It doesn't mean your parents are perfect when they give you instruction. It just means they've maybe done it wrong and they know that it's a lot better if you do it right than doing it wrong. You know, when he, when he told me not to drink, and then he caught me drunk one time, it was not a good experience in my life. But he was right. Don't drink. My dad had experience from what he did and how destructive those habits were, even though he did them. But he didn't want to see me do them. You didn't want to see my brothers and sisters do them. But when you know when you're young, you always think you know better, and you did them anyways. How many of them did them anyways? How many of you did them anyway? Yeah, everyone, uh, I'm talking to the right crowd today. All right. But I, 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 thought I, I thought I knew what I was doing, only to have the Lord deliver me from them a few years later. It was great, because I, I begged the Lord, just please take these things from me, and he did. But when Paul's given instruction on these things, he's doing it so that God's order stays intact in our lives. That's what he's, Paul's really pushing. As we're called to be obedient to our Heavenly Father, it is so things don't get out of line in our lives, because things can unravel in our lives really quickly. Just one little mistake, and you're like, ah! But in John 14, 15, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Everybody say obey. John 14, 21. Remember, I'm still in the same chapter. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them and I'll love them and reveal myself to each one of them. See, so there's that obedience. Again, and then John 14, 23, Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. Now, this is just in one chapter. You could go into chapter 15, and again, it's obedience tied to love. It's a couple more verses. I didn't put them all in here. But Jesus is basing obedience on love. If you love me, obey me. So I, I guess we could say, if we took that for what he says, children obey your parents, if you love your parents, listen to them. Be obedient to them. Amen? Obey your parents. And then he even says this. He says, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Everyone say obey. 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 Our obedience comes with a promise too. Deuteronomy 5.16 says, honor your father and mother, as the Lord your God commanded you. Then you will live a long 
full life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So it, it not only comes with a promise, but it's a command of God to honor your father and your mother. Now, it's, it's great to see Jeff and Yana here today with their new baby. Yeah. Amen. Were you here last Sunday? Is this your first Sunday? Oh, is he sleeping? Somewhat? You want to raise him up? You want to show him? Little guy in there, praise God. <clears throat> hey, Jeff, do you want him to listen to you as you grow up, as he grows up? <laughs> I think there's a lot of us that would say that. <clears throat> I don't want him to be like me. But the promise that he gives us is a long, full life. One thing I do know, Jeff, is it's never too late. What Paul is trying to do is he's trying to steer us into a long, full life. That we live long and prosper. That we know the joy of the Lord. He's trying to keep us in alignment with the, the principles of God so that we can really have a great life. God, God's not up there trying to figure out, how can I make your life miserable, Monica? He's up there trying to think, how can I bless your life, Monica? How can I bless you, Delana? How can I bless you, Mark? How can I make it so that you're just so blessed that you just... Bless coming in, bless going out. You're just walking around, bless, bless, bless. You know, you're just like, wow, I'm so blessed. See, that's what God wants you to do. And so when you honor your, your parents, that's what's going to happen. And he's bringing us to the point of what it takes to be prosperous in the Lord. Amen. He wants you to prosper in the Lord. That your spirit be renewed. That your life be strengthened and encouraged and it be long. Amen. He knows what's up. God knows what's up. Paul knew what was up. And God has revealed it to him. And he's saying to us, follow this command of the Lord so that you'll experience it too. You want to experience it too. We have to stop being rebellious. We have to stop being rebellious. And line up with the word of God and do what it says so that we experience the benefits of the word of God. Amen? People are always wondering, why are why things are happening to me that are bad? You know, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening? Why do things always seem like they're happening to me? Now, it's not up to me to examine their life. Well, do you honor your father and your mother? Or what kind of sin you got? I don't like to do that with people. I, I like to let you examine your own life. Because if you just ask God that question, he'll tell you. If you ask God, God, why is my life so miserable right now? He'll tell you. He'll show you. There's been so much given to us by Paul in the book of Ephesians that we, we really need to pay attention to this. And we need to really look in the mirror. Psalms 26, David said, verse 2, he said, Put me on trial, Lord. Cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart. See, if we'd ask the Lord that, then we'd know why bad things are happening to us. We would know what's going on in our life that, that we're causing these things to be happening. Because God says, you're to be blessed. 
God says he has a plan for you to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Amen? That's what God says. And I know we live in a fallen world, and I know that things are going to happen, but I do know this. You are not cursed with a curse. Amen? Because Jesus became a curse, so we don't have to. Man, a guy in Pakistan one day tell me, you know, I lost my job a year ago. I'm just struggling so bad and everything. And he says, I think somebody put a curse on me. I said, really? I said, uh, you believe in Jesus? Oh, yeah. Said, Stop saying that. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, how can, you, can some, how can somebody curse you if you're following Jesus? He's like, oh, the guy got a job. The Lord took care of him. Won't you stop believing the lies? God can intervene and do something, amen? But you've got to examine your own heart and say, Lord, if there's anything in me that's in the way of what you want to do. If there's anything in the way, then you've got to repent of it and get going. David wanted a pure heart. His desire for a pure heart was to come before the Lord and say, test my motives and my heart. Cross-examine me. Are you really being obedient to your parents? Are you really honoring your parents? One of the commentators, Gill, he says, but they are, this is about honoring your parents, but they are to be honored in thought, word, and gesture. They are to be highly thought of and esteemed. They are to be spoken to and of very often honorably and with great veneration and to be behaved to be in a very respectful manner they are to be relieved assisted and maintained in comfortable way when aged amen you're to honor your parents when you do this there'll be no there'll be no pain in doing it you know, but I know, I, man, I forget where I was recently. I was praying for somebody. I'm going to sneeze. Lana's laughing so hard. <laughs> One more time. All right. But I, I was praying for some, a bunch of people, and this lady come to me and she said, I didn't have a good relationship with my father. So I'm having a hard time relating to God. You know, and I know that's the case for a lot of people. Parents haven't been good. They haven't trained you up in the way that you should go with the Lord so that you never depart from it. You haven't been trained that way. You haven't been trained up in the things of God. You haven't been trained to honor. You've been abused and, and you've gone through things. But I know that's not what God intended for it, so we, we got to get around that 
to come to the place that we can forgive and say, I, I forgive my parents and I'm going to honor them. I'm going to let it go. And listen, you're not letting your parents off the hook when they've done bad things to you. You're letting you off the hook. Because we know that unforgiveness leads to torment. So you got to let it go. Because I didn't have perfect parents and I wasn't a perfect parent. My parents made mistakes, I made mistakes. My dad's dad made mistakes. Who knows about the rest of the family? But we all make mistakes. Babies don't come with a manual. They cry. They want to eat. And they don't realize how tired you are, Yana. It just doesn't matter. So parents don't always have it right. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for your parents. But I'm letting you know. It's not an easy thing. And you still, you still got to learn to honor you got to come back around and honor. It sets you free. And it saves you from being tormented. This brings us to the fathers. How many fathers do we have in the house today? Yeah, look at all that. You're not a father, Grace. <laughs> Put your hand down. Okay. Fathers. Everybody say Fathers. Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Again, commentator Gill, he said, Neither by words, by unjust, unreasonable commands, I can't even say this next word, by frequent and public chidings, disciplining your children in public, by indiscreet and passionate expressions, nor by deeds preferring one to another, by denying them the necessities of life, by not allowing them proper recreation, by severe, cruel blows. He goes on and on and on. Oh my gosh, he went on. It's a long... There's a fine line for being a dad. But also for kids in that you have to trust your dad that he may have experienced some things in life that he don't want you to. Like, hey, Dad, can I go to a party tonight? No. Why? Because I said so. That's usually the answer, because I said so. And, and the reason why is because your dad went to those parties and he knows what happens at them high school parties and he knows that his daughter should not be a part of that. Thank you for that, Ed. Ed's got three teenage daughters. But that's the thing, you know, your kids don't know what, 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 what you know. And so when you just tell them no because I said no, that doesn't fly with kids today. They're like, that doesn't, that doesn't help me. Delonda was such a great explainer. 
She would sit down. I, I could never explain like she does. Because I'm kind of like, no, I said so. Don't even bother me anymore. And Delon would be like, come here, come here, honey. Let me tell you why. Because your dad was a bad man. You know. <laughs> I said, was. See, but you, when you, hey, where are your kids going? I can get into the good part now. You better hurry back. Both have to go to the bathroom at the same time, really? I know, I'm, in a, I'm on a roll today, honey. It's going to be a good afternoon. <laughs> but, you know, the, there lies a quandrum of the whole will you obey? Your flesh or your father? And the battle is real. We experience every day in the spirit. Will you obey your flesh or your father? And then when we tell our kids something, and we leave it with, because I said so, do you think they're going to obey you? They'll find a way out. There's a window. I'm just telling you things I did. But that's why dads, not, not just moms, but dads. See, I've learned now. You've got to spend time with them. You've got to spend time explaining to them why. You've got to sp spend time explaining to them the troubles that they could get into. It is the things that they'll face out in the world. Listen, it's not just the devil out there in the world. It's the desires that we have in our life that need to be put down. See, because you're born with these things in you. The old man, the old nature, the nature that's not of God. See, and when we get born again and we put on Christ's nature, it's up to us to put down that old nature. And so when your dad sees the old nature popping up, he sees those things, and you know what? You know why he can see it? Because he remembers it. He knows it. He knows what's there. And so it, it's, it's about, all right, hurry up. You don't leave in a message like this. It's, it's for you. I'm talking about your dad right now, so don't worry. They're going to freak out, I know. You're welcome. I'm giving the talk that she wants to give, so where was I? But when, when, you're, when your dad is telling you no on something, because he knows that what happens, and he knows, and he can see, he can see in you when the enemy's trying to rise up inside of you. See, and your parents are put here to help you put it down. And you, your flesh is saying, I don't want to put it down. So you get mad at your dad because he's trying to keep you in line with what God has for you. He's trying to save you. My poor mom, she trusted me with everything. 
She said, where are you going tonight, Ron? I said, well, I think we'll go get a case of beer, get drunk, fall down, you know, have some fun, get in a fight or something, you know. And my mom would laugh, and that's what we'd go do. I haven't always served the Lord. But when he got a hold of me, I put away those things. If God's gotten a hold of you, then you've got to put away those things too. You can't live them. And so parents see things, and they see where the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so they're, wanna, they're going to want to help you put it down. And now to help you put it down, you may resent them with all your heart. You may be so mad at your parents because they won't let you do what the other kids are doing. That can't matter. Don't give in, parents. Don't give in. They'll be old enough soon enough to do things on their own, and they'll wish they had a father there to be the restrainer to keep them out of trouble. You see, one day, Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, the restrainer, see the Holy Spirit is restraining things right now. And one day that Holy Spirit is going to be lifted off of this earth. There'll be no restraint. And things are going to get bad. And if you're not right with God and you don't go when that trumpet sounds, you're going to see what unrestraint looks like. And you're going to be scared to death. And it may even kill you. See, your mother and father are that restrainer of the Holy Spirit right now. My, my God used to always tell me things about my kids. He'd always tell me what was coming, and I'd be like, I knew everything. Even when my daughter would try to lie to me, I'd say, no, I know. I know already. God already told me. She, she would hate it so much because... She's like, why does he have to tell you everything? Because he's restraining you. And he's using me. Pastor Otto's daughters. Damn. Lucia, our youth pastor. She was single. And uh, I walked by her one day. I just walked in the office. She was up there. I said, Hey, I said, who's John? And her face turned white. Turned white as a ghost. She's like, who, who, who told you about John? I said, I don't know. Why don't you tell me about John? I don't want to. I said, well, whoever John is, he's not supposed to be in your life. You need to get rid of him. That girl was scared to death. She's like, why is he telling you these things? I said, because he cares about you. And your parents care about you. And they'll tell you things. Because God uses them as a restrainer to keep you going with God. But when you stop adhering to it, and you stop paying attention to it, you get in trouble. That's why we need some heroes today. We need some young people that are going to rise up and they're going to be heroes we need some parents that say, I'm going to be a hero today. I'm not going to, I'm going to draw the line and I'm going to hold the line. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to let my kid sway me into things. I'm going to see that they serve the Lord. We need some heroes again.
We need people to rise up in that resurrected power of God and say, hey, not on my watch. It's not going to happen on my watch. We need to protect our kids. There's so much garbage going on in our schools today that you don't even know about. You know, one of the things Planned Parenthood does is they give hormone injections to your kids if they want it to change sexes. And they don't even tell you about it. That's what your kids are dealing with. You've got to be the restrainer. Your Heavenly Father. We come before you today, God. And I pray, Lord, that you forgive each one of us where we haven't been obedient to you and to our parents. Lord, that you just wash us clean of all that junk, God. That, Lord, that we'd be free from it, Lord, like never before. That your hand would come upon each one of us today, God, with peace. Lord, that we could look at our children and at our parents in a whole new light today. That they've been given to help us to restrain from things. And Father God, that you'd root out all rebellionness out of us, Lord. That we'd stop being rebellious. That we'd not allow that in our house. Lord, we'd not allow it in our lives. That, Lord, that we'd be filled with love. That, Lord, our kids wouldn't have to go to an altar to get healed of brokenness because they're getting healed at home, God. My wife told me one time, she went to a, con a conference. I said, what was the conference on? She said, it was inner healing. And I said, oh, what would you get out of it? She goes, the Lord healed me from some things. I said, what things? She goes, things you've done from, to me. And I started crying, and I thought, oh, my God, my wife had to go to a conference to get healed of me. Father, let harmony come to our homes. Don't let outside forces come against our families. I'm going to ask every young person to come to the front right now. Yeah, that would mean you. Yeah, that's you guys. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't wait. I ain't got all day. Come on. Come on, every young person in here, every young person, come to the front right now. We're not going to hurt you. I'm not going to point anything out bad about you. I'm not going to ask you who John is. I just want you to, yeah, just come to the front. I need you to come right up to the front, right up to the front, up to the front. Come on, come right here, come right here, come on. Now I'm going to ask you dads, if you'd get up and come down here, please. Dads, 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 every dad in this house, get up and come down here. Every dad in this house, please come. Stand behind these young people today. Come on, every dad, come down here. Let's cover them today. They're going through it. They got challenges that we never knew. They're going through things. Come on, dads, get in here. It's okay, cover this young lady. It's all right, get in here. JR, get down here on your granddaughter. Put your hand on her shoulder there. Yeah, everybody, 
lay hands on these kids. <coughs> Just start praying over them. Father, here we are before you. And Lord, just the representative of young people right now in, this, in our community today, we lift them up to you, God. We pray, Father God, that you, Father God, would cover, keep, and protect our young people, Father. That, Lord, that they would learn that obedience, that, Lord, that we've talked about today. And, Lord, I pray that fathers would learn how to love, God. They'd learn how to love their sons and their daughters, Father, like never before. That, Lord, they'd be such a covering for their daughters and sons, God. That, Lord, that they'd explain, they'd talk about things, Father God, when they're getting up, when they're going down, Father. That dads would be a source of information for them, Father. That, Lord, that we stop, Lord, the slayer from getting to our kids. Lord, I pray that, Lord, that you would just touch our young people and our fathers. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help the young people to not be filled with rebellion, God. But I pray that fathers don't push them into rebellion. Lord, but they'd be the explainer. They'd be the one that keeps them. Lord, I pray a covering over our children and over fathers today, over parents today, God. That we would learn how to talk and communicate. Lord, that you'd restore the hearts of the fathers for the children today, God. And Lord, in the hearts of the children for their fathers. And Lord, that there'd be such a, a blessing in that relationship of healing and victory, Father. And it stops our children from going where they shouldn't be going, Father. They stay the course. Lord, they'd be right in line with what you have for them. Lord, we not get out of line with what you've designed for us. And we thank you for that today, Father. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand, huh? Amen, amen. You got it? Good. Why don't we all stand? Praise Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are with us. Even as we go our way today, Lord, you are with us. And Lord, I pray that the Restrainer, the Holy Spirit, will speak to each one of us this week and help us to restrain from sin in our lives, God. That you cover, keep, protect, and bless your people, Father. That, Lord, that you be with them this week like never before. That they would sense you with them. And they would have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to them. We thank you for your love for us, God, that you've not left us to ourselves, but you've sent another, the Holy Spirit, to be with us, who's in us, to fill us, to direct us. Help us to listen. Help us to walk in the ways of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. There's desserts out there. Have a piece of cake or a pie or a cookie or a donut. And have a great day. God bless you.